Yo, man, what's going on? You heard about the new thing that just dropped? No. What did what dropped? A bomb somewhere? New terrorist just dropped, man. ISIS K. It's almost like Special K, except they'll specially kill you. Oh man, yeah, I I saw some news like I, in the sense I was scrolling through Twitter. I know you get the latest shit before me, but all I saw was like. Tulsi, a video of her, and I was like, oh man, that's hot. I gotta stop and listen. And then I was like, Tulsi, man, her podcast still hasn't started like six months later. Oh, oh yeah, this is still still together. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. she, I, she better have something really good to drag it on for six months, you know. I, I think I, she moved it on. She moved on to Rumble. She didn't even bother like yeah. starting it. I, I expect something, you know, like. Uh, with uh, less clothes, uh, having waited for yeah, this we long. Can yeah, dream. yeah. Anyway, I saw Tal Tulsi talk about uh, some sort of a message. You know, she gave him out a message about um, about losing people and some human tragedy. But uh, yeah, I I will let you lead the way. So talk about this. What is it? Yeah, man. So this new this new um, well new for most people, ISIS K. K standing for Khorasan. It's some kind of like alleged group of senior Al Qaeda members in Syria that have now moved on to freaking Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And of course, in Syria, I'm pretty sure they were supported by our lovely three-letter friends, the CIA. But somehow they're bad here. So it's funny how all this geopolitics works. They're bad, in, and you know, Taliban's completely against ISIS and uh, Al Qaeda, like mortal enemies. And uh, I think the only reason Al Qaeda even was there pre nine eleven is because Osama was paying them. So um, yeah, so uh, I've uh, kind of had a brief look at uh, who this group is. The so this particular group uh, who who are the ISIS K. So that th- there's actually an Australian article uh, from ABC about uh, these people. So how many people died by the way in this uh, terrorist attack? I think close to 90 plus people, maybe at last count, maybe over 100, but I think Holy 12, shit. 15 U.S. service members, which of course was the first headline here. And it's like 15 people died and then under it like 90 other people. Oh, really? Like the 90 is less than the 15 now somehow. I guess it's something to do with like that that uh, family guy cartoon, cartoon where your life value depends on the shade of your skin color. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so I've had a look at the summary. So, bomb killed 72 Afghans and 13 US soldiers. Evas- yeah. Evacuation speeds up despite ISIS threat. Um, so, Western official say, uh, official Biden says US will hunt the bombers down. Nearly 100,000 evacuated in less. So, um, yeah, so I-, I know we kind of had a bit of a laugh about. Uh, Last week about the Afghan uh, airport evacuations, we were saying that uh, maybe they were just uh, there to see them off. But uh, right now, the pictures we are getting is that, uh, you know, even after deadly explosions, the Afghan airport is packed. So are we going to uh, so uh, are, are we going to reevaluate our position on this? Because I would say that it's kind of I mean, like if, if, if a fucking bomb goes off killing 80 people, I would stay the clear. I stay the fuck clear out of that place, right? But uh, the, but people are still flooding into this airport in despite a bomb wanting to get the fuck out of there. So, uh, are we not getting the full picture of what's going on here? Well, I think it's literally like a free green card entry airport at this mm. point. So, I mean, that would make anybody run to an airport. So, 
that's probably primarily the first. I mean, you could literally be a freaking Taliban or Al Qaeda person pretending to be a refugee and show up here and be processed or whatever to get the hell out. I mean, that's probably the fastest track immigration system for the U.S. working right now because everywhere else, especially during the pandemic, uh, they shut down a lot of the shit and a lot of people are willing to, wanting to come here uh, who had put in. The process already takes forever and it became even worse. But these guys are getting like expedited processing. So, I, and, you know, looking at the state of that country, I can't really blame them. And but on the other hand, like the people who are excavating them out of that country are... <laughs> the people who've caused half the mess. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they have their own agenda for doing it because suddenly, yeah, you know, yeah. for any time of, uh, the other day, Muslim refugees are uh, fuck them, you know, our, our, our borders, you know, we fuck off, we are full, blah, blah, blah. But uh, but when it comes to wanting to paint some kind of a narrative, uh, to uh, then suddenly you, you become a bleeding heart. It's the same with like... Uh, fucking in china you know those uh, those vegas or whatever you know suddenly you see this all these neocons uh, sort of being there like the you know uh, they have endless empathy towards these people but 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 you know even though these people are muslims but only because uh, you know it, it gives them a foot in the doorway to start up shit with china it's always tied to some type of an agenda like that and it's the same here. So you know they they, they want all these uh, Afghan Muslims. Uh, they they want to sort of um, they want to so, sort of you know empathize with them on, on only because it, it gives them sort of a you know like broader access to uh, continue with their hostile foreign policies. Yeah. So Taliban. So we know that this particular group ISIS K log. So they don't. Um, Taliban and ISIS-K don't get along. Why? And to put it bluntly, ISIS-K and Taliban are, well, they're bitter enemies because ISIS-K have criticized the Taliban for their willingness to negotiate with the U.S., including of recent discussions in Doha, Qatar, that led to the withdrawal of foreign troops from Afghanistan. So the Taliban militia have, this is what the ISIS-K says, Taliban militia have been evacuating hundreds of their foreign employees, translators, and spies who were working for the interests of the American army for many years, ISIS-K said in a statement claiming responsibility for the Kabul attack. So, yeah, so uh, for anyone uh, out there who is trying to paint this narrative, oh, you know what, this is what you happens when you give uh, all this power to the Taliban. It's the Taliban, man. It's Biden's fault for working with the Taliban. Just know that these the, the fucking people who bombed the airport are not the Taliban. It's in fact an enemy of the Taliban. Not just that. The, uh, an ISIS-K member did the second most deadly attack on a CIA base ever in, I think, 2015 or 2016. Mm. Uh, they bombed this Camp Chapman in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. right? Like eight CIA officers died. And I think right after that, they closed the camp down. They interrogated like 90 Afghans for three days without letting them know, uh, letting their families know. Typical extraordinary rendition shit, except these are the people that work for them. But this was a guy who was like a double agent. They thought they had got him to spy on a, a Taliban, whereas this guy was a freaking ISIS-K guy who decided to like bomb them. Oh. So these guys have been around for like a few years. They're not like brand new or anything. It's just that now that they're they're literally like you know, uh, they're they're they they serve the CIA narrative in Syria. But 
are now also serving a different narrative in Afghanistan. Mm. So um, talk to me a little bit about this press conference Joe Biden had. I, I've, I've seen clips here and there, but I haven't re- I don't really have a uh, reference point to it. You know, uh, All I saw was a tweet by some shit lib reporter like Jonathan Chate, Chode or whatever, <laughs> where they were like literally saying that the media is worse and more against Biden than they were against Trump. I think Greenwald just laughed it off and he goes, this is the psychotic nature of the U.S. corporate media. Uh, I felt just as much as sleepy as I do now uh, watching that guy freaking speak, man. I mean, I've never seen such a propped up dude. I mean, at least they're still trying with him. I think they've given up on Kapmala, but they're really trying to like prop this straw man up. But he's he's already got a, I think he's just dipped below 40% in approval ratings. Mm. Or maybe he's just uh, in the 40s, I think. And they're acting like it's the end of the world, but you know what? It's going to get worse. So there's a lot of it's just the beginning. there's a lot of talk about him stepping down to uh, let Kopala be the president because uh, even um, when I go to the like the extreme uh, conspiracy realm and stuff like that, I, I see this yeah. uh, because uh, they they were I, so the conspiracy guys, right? They are trying to relate Kop, uh, say that Kopala will be the forty seventh president and. They give numerous examples of Hollywood movies where the first woman president of America happens to be the 47th. Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure we, oh, really? which examples <laughs> they, they are referring to. But uh, I mean, I, I, like you do see like uh, even in Air Force One, remember, there's like a chick who is the vice president and uh, she is supposed to be the she, she's supposed to take the place of oh, the yeah, president. Yeah. That was, uh, that British, <laughs> the one who plays Cruella in Disney's Dalmatians movie, uh, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, she was yeah. she wasn't a bad looking girl, to be honest. And remember how she 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 was supposed to take her and then she uh, tears the whole uh, uh, exception speech and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, so uh, that that's what they they're saying that Biden's gonna do, and so, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a bullshit narrative because media is always media never gives Biden curveballs. I mean, imagine if they do. I mean, he, the guy can barely, uh, you know, like uh, take on a, like a softball, <laughs> like a straight shot. Imagine imagine a curveball. So so it's always uh, everybody else who who has to. Uh, Bear the grunt. Uh, I think uh, Jen Psaki walked out right this uh, this week because uh, when she was, I think one of the reporters asked uh, her about if she if they if they have any regrets or whatever uh, for generals focusing on NG on going woke, and then she suddenly just walked out of the press conference. So I don't know how long she can keep it up. To be honest, I mean I I hope she keeps up a bit longer because. As as you and I both know, we we both kind of have a secret crush on us. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. She's getting to be annoying as hell. She's trying to, uh, they're trying so hard to uh, compare Biden to like some kind of historical FDR. Mm. So she's now she's now trying to uh, uh, say that this current Afghan exca- ex- excavation mm-hmm. or uh, whatever the hell it is is now biggest airlift in history bigger than the berlin airlift they're trying to like put all these parallels like there's some kind of great administration doing great things yeah. you fucking turds man all you guys are doing is just running with your tails and behind your legs because you know your money making now nah, the money making is just not happening and i mean I, i'm still very puzzled as biden pulling out man this guy was like a tool of the military industrial complex i mean uh i think 
this might be the narrative. I mean, we keep we keep looking for it, but this could be a narrative of getting him out, like you said. They needed a way to get him out, right? Yeah. And the corporate media is all for war, so they can easily say, right, he's the worst president ever for pulling out and look at the way it was done and this, that, and the other, and this gets him out of the way. But uh, I can't think of any other reason because he's always been a nice, loyal surgeon, uh, servant to uh, MIC, Iraq War, fucking Afghanistan, whatever, prisons, pr- prison complex... That's what he is. He's a Wall Street guy, basically. But 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 uh, you know, didn't she look great in that bright pink uh, dress yesterday when she was at the press conference? I'm actually sick of her, bro. To be honest, she's just annoying <laughs> at this point. It's just like a mannequin. She's got these. She's got this death stare, and you know, I mean, it's just it's just the the whole sneering shit lip vibe would make any even the most beautiful person on earth look like a piece of turd to me. So. I th- you know, uh, it doesn't matter what she says, what she, what she does. It's just her being of that ilk. Do Do you think though that uh, I don't know? Uh, this is once again I'm going back to the uh, extreme conspiracy thing. I saw some guys saying that uh, the whole poppy fields and the heroin trade in Afghanistan is of no use anymore because uh, there is a new play in, in town that is cheaper to manufacture. Uh, and far more important than heroin that's flooding the markets in the United States and that's the fentanyl from China so which is I hear that it's incredibly easier to make and distribute and, okay. and so, so so one of the reasons why US is suddenly pulling out of Afghanistan is because there is no longer a market for opioids mm. and uh, heroin because of this uh, of this game change in drug uh, I, I don't know yeah. where I stand with it. I haven't done enough research. I don't know much about the drug markets to know if this is all true, but uh, I'm just putting it out there. So, you know, like, so if anyone of you are listening, you can do your own research and see if there is any merit to what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, because fentanyl is like a complete lab thing, right? Yeah. Hidden freaking lab. Yeah, yeah, and it's supposed to be incredibly light in weight, which makes logistics mm. so much. I mean, uh, I know that it's supposed to be really fucking bad for you, but uh, at the same time, uh, it's bad for you apparently because of the way you overdose on it. So, so it's, 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 I guess it's a lot like heroin that way. But we we know that heroin's fucking addictive, right? <laughs> it's like even even hearing about it gives me the chills. So. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't know what I mean I know that uh, with, with drugs that there are things that are actually physically addictive and there are things that you, you're just addicted to the feeling of getting high so it is sort of more psychological uh, see I'm not a junkie enough to know all these differences but I do know that uh, heroin supposed to be like physically addictive which is why when you're like a heroin addict or whatever, it's very hard to kick off that habit, I hear. Well, even over here, the opioid addiction is just like guys like the Sackler family and all just getting fucking, mm. you know, making shit ton of money. Mm. And while the whole... Look at West Virginia, man. It's like completely destroyed. Mm. Uh, especially the places where there's, you know, less uh, jobs, more high un- unemployment. Uh, people are just like, you know, hooked on these things. And uh, it's like legal drugs, basically, just taken over. It makes the crack addict uh, addiction of the 80s look like nothing. Okay. And uh, somehow, But somehow it's okay, right? Because it's corporate endorsed. In the 80s, all you heard about was Reagan crying about the drug war because these assholes weren't making any money. Mm. And 
you know, the money of the drug war was the actual running the war, just like the Afghanistan war. It was just a money, it was just a war to make money. It wasn't a war to stop anything. This stuff, you don't hear any war on opioids or anything like that. Because these assholes are all in it to make money. It's sim- simple all, all around. Every little thing they do is for money. And that's it. All these Congress elected leaders are literally legalized mafia. And, you know, if I was the mafia boss, I mean, I'm pretty sure the mafia is involved anyway. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I totally hear you, man. So uh, another, another, speaking of Taliban, now we... We, we got some, um, there's a silver lining in the dark cloud, sarcasm incoming, and that is uh, Taliban vows to tackle the climate change amid the civilian executions. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you, you want to talk about this one a bit? I heard about that a little bit. What were they going to do to stop climate change? Look, uh, I'm assuming they're just going to kill enough people because, uh, you know, as Michael Moore's Planet of Humans uh, clearly shows that uh, overpopulation is bad for for the climate so one way to um, deal with it is to kill as many people as you can so uh, it's just going to go back into it's going to go back into the like tribalism of like those 80s and the 90s i mean that place has always been that way yeah. and uh, you know i mean i think the only time it was even more stable was when it had that Soviet puppet regime in there, mm. but when the when the regime fell, the Soviets just kept bombing everything, just like the U.S. So they they try to all these fake leftists on Twitter will try to say, "Hey, guess what? Look at these pictures of Afghanistan under Russia," and they'll show these massive buildings <laughs> and everything looking all nice, and then they'll show the U.S. part all bombed out. Yeah. But they don't, what they don't mention is that the Russians built all that shit just on the way out, just to make it look like they yeah. did something. But they were bombing just yeah. as just as much as the U.S. was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, the, I think you're lucky. You know, the, the first thing that came to my mind was that puppet city in North Korea, whatever, at the border of South yeah. Korea. You know, and people think, oh, this place is like a heaven, and then you know, like there's nothing in there. I mean, I, I, but the thing is, so, so you know, I know we we think this is funny, but Taliban, like most other of these type of organizations around, that knows how to you know, get sympathy from these lefties, they have figured out how to tick the shit lip checklist. So, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, because they, they will, they, these groups have figured out all the hacks to give all these, uh, remember that word we use, bite source, you know, remember we use it like in the episode three or whatever. So, you know, so so they, they, they would have figured out all these little hacks to give all these bite source, the brownie points, so, so they can go get on Twitter and argue on behalf of Taliban while, you know, bringing back all these medieval laws that uh, 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 the type of medieval activities that a lot of these experts can, don't need to really account because they, they figured out li- like what works for statistics. So if they, so, he, OK, here's what you got to do in order to game the stats. And, and these people are so clever that like I've actually noticed that uh, a lot of the time uh, when, when these type of groups uh, uh, work with useful idiots, they actually violate human rights in a way that doesn't uh, sort of uh, go with the established uh, 
you know like checklist in terms of how they draw statistics so so these shit lips can get on twitter and say okay you know what they didn't do this they didn't do that they didn't do that the, 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 all the stuff they did we, it's it's not on our on our on our checklist so it doesn't really account for our census or whatever and, and these people are very clever that way that that they actually figure that shit out yeah mm. yeah and uh, i just it's just nuts yeah. but uh, i want to move on to like another thing that happened yesterday last night was that biden's supposed fake eviction moratorium was given the death sentence by our lovely corporate united states supreme corporate court and uh which is what Kavanaugh said he'd do if it came up again right and uh even biden admitted this was legally shaky ground but i remember the squad and their photo op on the capitol steps right declaring victory right just before you know just bought bought people like a few weeks before the free market ravages everybody and i remember frank analysis was there and when uh, most of the people on the steps that day were like these congressional staffers and i don't know if you remember there were no cops anywhere no cops beating people off the steps or anything like that and i remember frank analysis asking them uh aoc specifically like we can celebrate it's only 10% you know the 10% first of all 10% aren't covered and then what happens when it's run run out and aoc was like she actually used a dick cheney metaphor she actually said we are here for reasons known and reason not dick cheney uh donald rumsfeld <laughs> metaphor she goes we are here for reasons known and reasons unknown i remember that guy saying there are known knowns and there are unknown unknowns so this lot, woman actually, lot, lot, she didn't lot, even know how she like big lebowski a lot of ins a lot of outs yeah, yeah imagine using a uh, imagine using a rumsfeldian kind of yeah. verbiage yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. describe what you're doing I, I, and she and she and he asked he said we can't celebrate and then we had cory bush who immediately just knew, knowing what's happening knowing that this guy's asking real questions and their performative shit bubble will be burst she jumped in and says time to turn on the music yay i first of all I couldn't even believe that was a fucking congress person i know they all suck but this was just like oh my god and you know what <sighs> listen man i'm not i'm not going to shit on people who are homeless once and i i'm, I'm uh, but at the same time just as i shit on these corporate Ivy League educated assholes who are like corrupt as shit. I'll also I'll also shit on these freaking dumbasses who just come off the fucking street and mm-hmm. now are fucking legislators but you know will behave like assholes when asked actual questions. So they all suck in different ways but this is crazy man they were doing selfies and they they the I remember once they left the capital steps oh the cops moved right in and kicked everybody else out. It was like they were being protected while they were in the in the thing oh. and you know they were just def- doing their you know AOC and Cory Bush were defining the messaging and the strategy they weren't letting anyone else like ask questions or anything like that it fucking sucks oh no man you mean to say that Cory Bush slept on that those uh, congress steps uh, with the private security while denying everybody else uh, any time you know like while defunding the police that was all for nothing oh man that that, that that's just so heartbreaking i mean you know sp- speaking of all these uh, you know homeless people having some t- kind of a messy political opinion i mean let's not kid ourselves uh, uh, the, the, being homeless doesn't mean that you're going to be politically correct uh, on everything because uh, you know like you, for the cha- for the most part you're fucked in the head i mean if, uh, homelessness goes uh, uh, you know like uh, goes well with i mean it, it goes uh, 
along with mental illness and all that so you know we, we don't expect them to make the best decisions in life obviously but uh, at, at the same time you know it's like and fifa that's why i say that you know half the people are like the um, you know like the kids from mom's basement who whose parents are like professors but then the other half are probably just homeless bums who are sort of uh, going along with it because they get something for nothing and suddenly they have found their foot in the doorway to have some sort of power in the society and doesn't mean that we have to you know like uh, approve everything they do because uh, the chances are that they're acting out there whatever the mental illness that they're going through yeah so uh, i mean i'm not i'm not surprised at, at all that uh, this th- this whole thing sort of fell on its head because it was Uh, like we said in the be- in the beginning it was just a uh, performative radicalism yeah that that's all what it was and uh, uh, it just uh, and uh, like you like uh, we were saying the supreme court was always going to shoot it down because it's unconstitutional and it's illegal to begin with yeah yeah and the thing is like or they're going to do that protest at the supreme court <laughs> yeah right that's going to happen and and it won't even do anything and the thing is like What are they going to do about like, you know, these lockdowns, right? The reason why people can't pay their rent is because they're freaking lockdowns, right? And uh, I mean, right now they're trying to push the they're trying to push their mask narrative and their vaccine narratives even though there was a study that just came out today that said that uh if you already have covid, right? They did a test in Israel because Israel is one of the most vaccinated countries on earth. Uh they uh they said that if you they did a study where and we put that in the show notes where people who have had covid have had an immunity 13 times that of vaccinated people right so you know they want everyone to get vaccinated whether you've been you've had covid or not but the thing is like you know hey why don't you get a vaccine that freaking stops you stops you from spreading this disease first maybe that'll be better but maybe then people more people will accept it but anyway this is just a thing to get their lockdowns to continue and when when you have lockdowns unendingly uh then people can't pay their rent and then lockdowns leads to like you said homelessness and they actually said that if you're homeless you're shortening your life by 5 to 7 years yeah. easily and also you can see though that so this is a this is one way they capitalize on all this shit so they get people like homeless people to uh, sort of infiltrate groups like antifa you know so so you see all these events like you, you know that uh, did you see the video of that uh, female reporter who's actually not even from a right wing net- network she's an independent news uh, network i think tibi talks about her right yeah yeah that's that's right she yeah. she just gets brutally attacked to the ground and, and just beaten uh, and you, you can see, see that and tibi like you know like when tibi talks about it he gets attacked why don't you talk about the proud yeah. boys or whatever and this is a typical shit laid narrative and, and then tibi yeah. says a very good reply when the proud boys attack a professional partner of mine i will write about uh, the, the professional partner then i will write about it you know what i mean i promise because they don't a lot of the proud boys are, they, they they don't really go after they don't attack me to begin with you know like a lot of the time they are just a reactionary kind of a bunch of morons so so yeah so uh, the, the, this is another way that the, the, a lot of this global sort of a global machine operates you know they they are they are happy to see all these sort of uh, untamed lions uh, you know untamed beasts they they have to cut them loose 
and then see where it lands and then try to create the optics because they have the power now to select the optics right they can cherry pick what needs to be published and what's not so so when you have that kind of power you you are quite happy to take risks with the that type of untamed element in the society yeah i was actually happy to see taibi talk about that i was like you know uh this antifa narrative is just gone i mean we're coming at it from a different perspective like we're not doing it like the right wing right right wing will be just against anything left wing but we know that antifa is really not even that so because uh, antifa you have to understand i mean anyone with a bit of common sense need to know that if if anti so i've noticed that a lot of the shit libs and all they kind of have this sort of a very weird relationship with antifa right so if antifa does something good then they sort of take credit for it this is a bit like isis <laughs> you know what i mean i mean they have the same sort type of a terrorism uh, attitude so you know like if they do something yeah. good if they do something bad then how can you prove it's antifa you know and they yeah, so so basically they create a political system where antifa gets all the fucking immunity on the planet and then they also have the liberty to sort of not take responsibility for the, take responsibility for the you know like own up to the good stuff and not take responsibility for the bad stuff because what what is antifa if you are going to say that antifa is just an ideology and not a group and there's no way we can pin anything down on antifa then any one of us can be antifa so even if the you you, you could be fucking um, Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer and you can be claim yourself as antifa and you can commit all the crimes you want and you, what you will have is a broader immunity from the media and the society and the law enforcement eventually and the politicians and then and whenever you fuck up then they they can all say you know what this wasn't antifa because you know this is just someone claiming to be antifa so you can't have your cake and eat it too so you if if you really need a because you're kind of abusing the social fabric when you do that because then what you're going to do is you're going to create a situation where the government can come in and you know like take your rights away to say okay so if you don't uh, so we need to we need to be able to uh, in order for us to be able to distinguish what is anti fan what's not we have to take some rights away from you and privileges in order to because they did that with the internet they did that with facebook they did that with everything why 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 wouldn't they do that with the, you know like uh, antifa as well so 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 you can't you need to take some responsibility if you are going to give broad immunity to antifa in order for them to do all the shit then you also need to take the responsibility for all the bad things that can happen when when people pretending to be antifa you know like uh, does all these crimes i mean it, it's it's a double yeah. sword and uh, and um, yeah so anyway um uh, from this I, i don't want to spend too much time on antifa to be honest because i know that uh, this is uh, they, they, yeah annoying, yeah they they are also a boogeyman <laughs> so i don't want to sound like a fucking yeah. boomer con here you know hey, before you go into the next thing i just want to quickly tell you that uh, obama is now saying like so many of you michelle and i were heartbroken to hear about the terrorist attack outside the kabul airport that killed and wounded so many us service members as well as all the other people we've killed afghan men women and children this freaking douchebag man seriously peak shit lib this guy Bitch, if, if you fucking if you care so much about the american citizens then why the fuck didn't you actually uh, do better for uh, in terms of 
you know, giving them uh, advance warning and not to mention eviction. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you yeah. didn't do it, I, and you were charging two thousand dollars per head from these people for fucking. He's yeah, saying thoughts and yeah, prayers. That's all yeah, he's saying right now. Thoughts yeah, and prayers, including uh, New Zealand government. I think they stopped the evacuation process like two days ago. Uh, even though there are still like uh, you know like people stuck in uh, stuck in there. So. Yeah. So yeah. So someone just sent a someone just sent a reply saying this you U.S. plane shot victims fleeing doctors without borders hospital mm. in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> that was him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's come back, man. So uh, yeah, getting back to the vaccine. So I saw Joe Biden saying that uh, that. Uh, so we know that FDA. Okay. So the big news: FDA grants uh, full approval for the Pfizer vaccine. You got any thoughts on that one? Before we go on to the vaccine, well, I mean, I'm not a doctor, yeah. so I'm not going to pretend to be like very uh, expert. But I always thought that approval took five years, so that's one mm. thing. Exactly. Um, I got to look into that, but I'm not going to go on on a on a limb saying, "Hey, I'm I, I know more than doctors." And but then again, the FDA, the CDC, and all these government regulators have ex- are all corrupt. Mm. So I don't know how far that rabbit hole goes. Yeah. And um, you know what? In 10, 20 years, it'll be like 9, 11, 20 years from now, we'll be talking about, yeah. hey, remember 20 years ago when the vaccines were rolling out and <laughs> now we have mutants running around the yeah, planet. Yeah, ex- ex- except, you know yeah I mean. except that, you know, like we, we have a m- incredible human beings like uh, John Stewart standing up for the uh, 911, uh, you know, compensation fund. But... We are not going to have that for the vaccines, unfortunately, because the people don't have the kind of energy to like uh, take on the ty- type of establishment that we are going to be facing in 50 years time. So um, we do know that FDA, whatever that's going to come in the next 20 years time, there there aren't going to be John Stewart's fighting for it because uh, you can see that even with John Stewart, people like John Stewart, it's taking a toll on him, people like him. To fight for the 911 compensation fund, uh, I, I mean, these are people with bigger hearts than us. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, so imagine what kind of a heart you you will need to to have in order to fight the the liberal establishment. It's not going to be a conservative establishment in another 20 years time. The, uh, yeah. uh, the you know in in terms of the vaccine damage, essentially, that's going to happen in the next 20 years. But um, there was also a video of Biden. I think, uh, you know, he's speaking uh, on a forum, vaccine.gov, where Biden calls out on U.S. companies to mandate the COVID-19 vaccine for employees following the FDA decision. So, okay, so this is a big fucking thing because the reason why I know, I know like a lot of people are like so fucking what, you know, here's here's the issue, guys. You know what I mean? The issue is that, you guys are so fake in terms of how you interpret the constitution. So when you say free speech, right? You 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 say, oh, you know what? Free speech is not about uh, fucking you not being able to say whatever you want. Uh, the free speech is not uh, is uh, free speech doesn't mean uh, you don't suffer the consequences, which is the fucking stupidest thing I can ever literally uh, you know like uh, I hear because. Of course, if, if you're going to suffer consequences for your free speech, then it doesn't matter what uh, if you have free speech or not, right? I mean, back in 200 years ago, if you're going to have consequences for your free speech, it comes literally from the government itself or the, the ruling class. That's why it was in the Constitution. So it's the same fucking shit. If you're going to get fired for 
believing in something then 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 of course it's it's the same it's almost as good as you being prosecuted or going to jail so just just don't be a fucking retard to just uh, you know split hairs about what free speech means so it's in the same way when when biden says that the companies should mandate vaccine this is fascism because you see the what the government the biden is saying that you know all your private businesses you should work with our interest so if 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 one of you have a sort of a differing or uh, like a dissenting opinion then they you should fire them uh, because being fired is almost as good as being prosecuted because you lose your means to support your family you know you you you're at the risk of being homeless under a bridge or whatever your children being exposed to all kinds of uh, you know like um, fucking uh, crimes and everything so yeah so do you honestly think that being fired from a job is uh, less than you know like going to jail not a, not a, uh, not at this time i mean so yeah so it's the same thing i think the this culture of free speech should be uh, sort of synonymous with with the cu- culture of what free uh, first of the first amendment in the constitution and that's the whole point of why you have these laws so so when you kind of work around it when when, when biden calls out the companies to say that they should fire you because you have an opinion on this thing it, it, it's literally you are violating the constitution don't you think so Oh yeah yeah and uh, I mean you know it just it just follows along the same thing as in uh, the censorship debate where these people just are lock are lockstep with authoritarianism you know yeah. it's who would have thought in the 90s that shit libs I mean at that point we didn't know that we shit libs just libs would have been like you know so in tune with just whatever the deep state wants MSNBC has like literally CIA directors on its fucking payroll you know just straight from the fucking MIC complex to your mouth basically is what's happening now mm. and you know and it just it's like a dystopian future man i mean i don't know i don't think there's any like you you mentioned this a few weeks ago there's no winning there's no winning at all they've got all the exits covered roller to massive Ro- guarding roller to massive exactly yeah. roller to massive yeah so you know i don't know what what i mean now even that's why i get so pissed off about that january 6 bullshit because when that thing could have been used to actually extract actual demands like medicare for all housing the rent cancellation ubi nope it turned out to be for a fucking orange ghoul man that dude was in on the fucking plot man seriously if he wasn't he'd be in jail you see they never go to jail mm. i think i think i mean i think he became president just to stay out of jail to be honest yeah i don't i've never heard of a president being imprisoned so <laughs> but you know um i mean it's it's really it's a really really bad time for people and i don't know Yeah. And uh, our boy Joe Rogan, uh, he came out and offered refunds to fans who can't attend uh, his shows due to the vaccine mandate. So I don't want to force them to get vaccinated. So see, uh once again, yeah, and I know we, he's kind of a recurring theme and this is why we kind of love the guy because I I know that uh, sometimes I I do have a beef with Joe Rogan, but I think he's too much of an apologist. He always has to explain. He has to always has to have a disclaimer that I love healthcare, I love this, I love that before he sort of expresses a dissenting view so so he 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 he, he still acts uh, within those uh, but i mean uh, my advice to joe rogan is dude 
don't fucking worry about it. Don't don't give disclaimers in the future. Tell them to suck a dick and just give your fucking opinion. And y- you know, I mean, I know he's got a lot lot at stake compared to us. I mean, we don't have hundred million dollars on stake. So yeah, so there, there's always that. But but good on him for actually uh, being one of the last few sort of uh, <clears throat> mainstream renegades to uh, still have a principle on this because. Because I, I don't believe that either. Because, you see, when you look at the vaccines, the whole idea is like, let's just say we, we talk about, the, you know, when you are born, one to four years, right? So the, the kind of vaccines you get, uh, sort of, there is, look, I, I, I'm still sort of on the, uh, on the fence about whether that, that shit should be mandatory or not. You know, but but at least you have a sound argument for those vaccines because the the because of the concept of herd herd immunity. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, <clears throat> but but this fucking mRNA vaccine, it 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 is you take it for yourself because you know that you have a less chance of dying. So you don't really have a moral obligation to take it for the broader society because uh, except uh, except you are playing this whole game of tribalism because. You know, if you're saying, oh, you know, you're, you're going to kill your grandma. Yeah, your grandma's still going to fucking die if she's not vaccinated. And if you are, because you can still carry it. You know what I mean? Like, you can be vaccinated, but but you can still, uh, it's not going to stop you from spreading it to the other people if you got it. And and the chances are that your grandma's not going to fucking die from because if you're not vaccinated anyway because uh, i don't know if you know but a lot of these fucking aged care facilities are pretty fascistic that means you know if if, if you're like an old person in a in an aged care the chances are you're fucking vaccinated <laughs> anyway you know so well yeah, as you as yeah, you know yeah. they've also used uh they've also using like the death counts mm. for covid 19 in the u.s mm. uh if you're like some you know, say if you're like a huge blue whale, you know, with like 600 yeah. pounds on you and you have all these internal problems because from being overweight or obese, if you die of that while you have COVID, you're listed as being dead due to COVID. Uh, 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 oh. So we we don't even know what the difference is. Like what's a real like COVID death toll is definitely less, but they're using that to prop the numbers up so that they can enforce all their bullshit like lockdowns and you know, vaccination cards and stuff like that. Yeah, and they also they also get a lot of leverage in terms of, uh, like, the vaccinated and unvaccinated. I think uh, if even if you're vaccinated, right? Uh, I think uh, y- y- even if you're vaccinated, they they, they still uh, have a two week grace period or something, which which they use in their favor. So, so let's just say, for example, if you're vaccinated and it was under two weeks. They, then uh, you can be, and if you vi- get victimized by COVID, then you count as being unvaccinated. So so everything is geared against you. I, and I think uh, in terms of the obesity, I think our girl Rita Panahi, and this is why she's always going to be <laughs> my girl, because she, she's got this sort of a really wicked sense of humor. So um, there was an article where, so they say there this woman and like you can see her on her bed or whatever. I should have gotten vaccinated. Uh, Metro Detroit woman hospitalized the day after COVID. Uh, you know she was diagnosed, but you can see that she's like really fucking big. We are talking about like 
morbidly obese, big, big in the tense, like she she's so fat that she can barely walk type of, and and that's that and right. and, and exactly so the, aside from the young uh, or really old people who are affected by this, a lot of the young younger people who are get affected by COVID, uh, COVID are the people who suffer from comorbidities, and so Rita goes, yes, you should have been among the first, very first to be vaccinated. We've known for at least 16 months that morbid obesity obesity is a huge risk factor for covid cases i remember interviewing doctors back in april 2020 about obesity and COVID. so so that that's a polite way of saying that bitch you are just so fucking fat of course you should have you you are, you, you have the same immunity as an old person so so this is not something that uh, This is a this is a very fringe uh, uh, sort of a uh, you know th- this is not something that applies to the broader younger community and uh, and, and this is ab- absolutely true you know what I mean so uh, unfortunately that that this is uh, but unfortunately uh, these type of uh, opinions or these type of views don't seem to have a lot of traction because the mainstream media uh, has all the power to control the narrative just like uh, it was with the freaking uh, you know like all the um, what do you call the uh, you know f- uh, the age case you know like uh, remember you shared a meme with me that says that 45 out of 50 US governors did not force covid-19 infected patients uh, into uh, nursing homes but five of them did and who are the five by the way which states were they from yeah all the democrats yeah exactly i mean uh, it yeah. it was andrew como tom wolf uh, uh, I, i don't know if they were all democrats but but it it does give you a certain type yeah, of yeah so yeah. phil murphy Whitmore too, gavin think. newsom Gretchen Whitmer, you, you know, our kidnap victim, you know, the massive victim. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, the FBI plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Andrew Como, uh, uh, that guy, he uh, he did get uh, hit of the consequences, but not for the right cause. Yeah, yeah he, he, he got a total, like, you know, other thing going after him for... Uh, I think they finally took away his Emmy. Oh, no. Last oh, week. No. Right? And you were just talking about media narratives. I'm just looking at a headline right here from the New York Times. Look at this. Read excerpts from Navalny's interview with the Times. This asshole is in jail. I want to know why Julian Assange isn't being fucking interviewed by the Times. This is called fucking mass propaganda, man. This is CIA fucking asset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, like, what kind of... This This is the media. This, this paper is a fucking joke, man. And yet the whole fucking world like, blindly follows this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. It's just total total chaos and anytime you now it's like, you know, I mean, that's what they put into place in the 60s, the CIA. If you ever talked about anything that's you know, a break from the narrative that they spin, you're like a conspiracy theorist. So you're a crazy person. Here's a straight jacket. Yeah, I I was having um, to be to be honest, I saw a conversation on Facebook the other day and there was this chick who's like a democrat. I mean, To be honest, that uh, uh, what gives me this sort of a roller to Marcy type of sinking feeling is that because this chick is actually more reasonable than most other type of Democrats or shit lives out there, which makes it even reasonable. Yeah, yeah, which makes it even worse because if if this is the view she has, then imagine what the rest of them have type of situation, and she says that. I I not only want to see vaccine mandates I want to see 
people being arrested for not having the vaccine. Okay, oh, yeah. and, and, and it's not even because she believes in that stuff because she kind of has a reasonable opinion that we shouldn't be sort of mandated. If, if you ask ask it as a standalone type of opinion, she'll say that no, that 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 doesn't sound reasonable because uh, it, it kind of takes away the liberal argument. Uh, or, you know, like it, it kind of destroys it. But she says that in the United States, because so many men are sort of against um, certain types of laws relating to women, like abortion and shit like that, I want them to feel the same pain. So basically what she's saying is that, you know, I want to be, she's saying that because most people who oppose vaccine, especially the COVID vaccine, is are right-wingers, I want to see them sort of suffer uh, for their hypocrisy because because they have the similar type of views when it comes to you know like uh, the whole uh, my body my choice uh, argument with abortion and I just thought that so basically what you're saying is that you want to be like some sort of a hardcore conservative uh, in order to get back at a bunch of old men uh, 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 because of the views they have on abortion, I mean, I mean, it, it, at face value, it, it just seems so reactionary. But, but, but I do know that a lot of people are like this. This, this is a prime example of tribalism. You know what I mean? Like everybody is willing to sort of compromise on their, on whatever the values that they, they, they claim to stand for. As long as they can get back at some one person, it, it seems very anecdotal when you think about it. So she's probably wants to get back at some old guy in uh, some state she lived in. Uh, and she, she, she wants to see this type of very fascistic draconian laws being employed just to get back at that one person she probably had an argument on Facebook with. You know what I mean, and 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 uh, and this is, I mean, unfortunately, this is the reality. This is just how most people think. It's freaking nuts, man. Oh yeah, today is a sleepy podcast, man. I'll be, I'll admit it. It's just been. I think we both are like on some kind of fume train here. Look, look, man. I, um, I, uh, I fucking uh, stayed up. I I went to sleep at uh, three o'clock. So we started this podcast at six o'clock. I would have gone to sleep uh, at around 3.30 because I was up very late watching uh, Alien with my... Uh, with my oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I must say that it's been a long time since I saw it and I, I got to say that, it, it, like, uh, you know, I, I know... Uh, we, let, let's go on a tangent and talk a bit about the movies, right? Because uh, we do that anyway. So, so I, I must say, though, that Alien... Yeah, I mean, like, uh, when was the Alien first made in 1979, right? So, I mean, it fucking blew my mind how remarkably well this movie holds even after all this. I mean, everything about the movie, I I would say the only thing that doesn't hold in Alien, uh, like after (laughs) fucking uh, 40 years, is just the fact that all those screens had the green text on it like the old IBM PCs did, you know, back in the day. Yeah, aside from that, everything everything about the movie is just so fucking mind blowing. How how I mean, it, that's why it's a masterpiece, right? It's just uh, uh, so yeah. I, I stayed up late watching that film, which is just why uh, I couldn't. Um, so I've only had like two hours of sleep uh, since I saw Alien, and um, 
the the one thing that I do want to bring up about Alien is like recent. Remember you and I we saw Black Widow, right? Recently. Yes. So so they made it amply clear about the whole. You know, the, everything can every every aspect of the film can go. You know, fuck itself as long as we let everyone know that this movie is uh, about female lead actors, female directors, female everything, and and that sort of that was sort of that 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 was the narrative. You you kind of felt that throughout the movie, so that had to take precedence over everything else. And what was so cool about Alien uh, and Sigourney Weaver's character Ellen Ripley? I mean. <clears throat> Uh, to to me, she's an icon. In fact, I I went to see Avatar only because uh, of the brand power she had on that movie. So, <coughs> so what was so cool about that film is that they didn't even try it. You know, like I know, like if you if you search for Alien and Ellen Ripley's character today, there's a lot of revisionist historians who are trying to sort sort of tie in feminism with this film. But you can clearly yeah. say that at the time the film was made, that wasn't really on in the mind of the director at all. They just wanted to make a film that was really fucking good, and, and the character just happened to be a lead female, <coughs> because it just gave them more sort of angles to exploit. You know, she she more emotions, more vulnerability, more that and the, this and that. It, it wasn't about this feminazi type of politics, and the fact that aliens managed to pull that off without even trying. You know, like even today, like I had to be reminded that Alien is a movie where the lead character is a woman. That's just how good it was. You know what I mean? It just sort of slipped that under the rug without you even sort of realizing it. I think Jesus Christ. When I, I so I watched it yesterday and I was like, oh my god! I was absolutely like I I was blown away by. Um, the performance and just how remarkably it held up well. So that's why I'm a bit tired because I've just literally had only two hours of sleep after watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. I mean, uh, I, I I think my first one was Aliens. I saw the second one first in the eighties. Yeah. But and I think I even I think I saw Aliens last. Uh, the irony, you know. I think I saw Aliens first. I saw Alien three second, and then I saw Alien right at the end. And uh, it was weird, like you know. I mean, it was just like watching it in reverse, uh, almost. Yeah, I've never. But uh, I've never seen Aliens three, but I know that it's directed by David Fincher, who's like one of, you know, he he's he's. I think Aliens three is one of those movies that, uh, in his uh, like uh, chap in his movie making career that he liked to not talk about. He tries to bury that, but uh, I know that even though, uh, uh, like a lot of the fans of Alien One and Alien Two doesn't like Alien Three, Alien Three has gone on to sort of build its own cult following. And and uh, the reason why I actually got into Alien, uh, like recently, uh, Alien was on my mind because uh, on Joe Rogan there was a film director who, uh, you know, this guy he was young, luckily he did. Uh, District Nine and Elysium and all that shit. I, I believe his name is um, Neil Blomkamp. I'm gonna fucking butcher it because he's a South African. <laughs> so he did the uh, District Nine, uh, and he he yeah he he's okay. sort of a heavyweight in sci-fi. So he came on Joe Rogan and, and uh, to talk about uh, sci-fi movies, and they started talking about aliens, and they wouldn't shut up for literally. Uh, uh, yeah, this is another thing about Joe Rogan. Though, like you know, we know just Joe Joe is great when it, when it comes to talking about UFC and comedy, but we know that he has all these other 
types of niche interests that he doesn't really talk much about but when he does you can see holy fuck this guy's kind of an expert in this field i think uh, muscle cars or cars in general is one of those fields and the other one is movies whenever joe starts talking about movies you just know that this guy knows his shit you know he, he could be a good great movie critic yeah. he could be paul in kale or whatever you know so um So so yeah so uh, after I heard about them talk I said like fuck I really need to watch Alien again because I really absolutely loved it as a kid and uh, there's uh, no reason why I wouldn't love it and so uh, my son when he said that that can we watch Alien I was like oh, oh, of course we would because uh, maybe we'll have a podcast soon about it you know because uh, so Yeah, because there'll be a little bit of cross promotion here so maybe we'll talk about Alien so yeah, yeah so um So yeah so uh, I watched it. so when I when I watched it uh, it brought back all these great memories so yeah so it's so a maybe you won't sleep now when you oh, dream uh, of Xenomorphs dude I, I, that, that's a thing though see uh, see when I was watching Alien right I wanted to tell I I I was I had this real urge you know like you you can tell that I'm absolutely in love with uh, her character you know like you can see that I was like I'm infatuated <laughs> with it but I can't tell that to my kid you know what I mean but 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 because he wouldn't even get it because you know if you look at a lot of these 80s chicks like we talked about before this podcast they uh, it's like the the boys today will probably not be able to see what is so fascinating about it because they kind of do look masculine you know like even if you look at Sarah Connor or whatever but but even Sigourney Weaver I mean she is fucking gorgeous but she had this box shape sort of a squarish face and the perm and everything and and the women today are like they, they've kind of taken the whole aspect of what is feminine to a whole new level you know in terms of appearing all soft and uh, roundish and all that stuff so so yeah. so I, i can see why uh, kids growing up today may not be able to look at someone like ellen replay's character and say oh you know she's hot because uh, we kind of saw it in a very different lens from a different time uh, different perspective that's the same thing with when i look at like gloria estefan or whatever you talked about it before like you remember how i was saying that you know like we think she's really you know like really attractive but but most people today will not because they're kind of used to a different type of what constitutes femininity you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly But uh, I I think I'm going to watch the trilogy again just because, you know, it's one of those things that piques your interest every once in a while. Plus, they did re-release it two years ago for the 40th anniversary. So I'd like to check it out in 4K HDR. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, def- I would definitely love to do that too because uh, I would love to see like a remastered type of uh, version of Alien. I mean, look, you don't really need it. It is remastered, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it is, is incredible, yeah. so... If if you look at the alien the original one from 1979 they do some brilliant type of cinemat- cinematography in that because uh, see they don't have all the special effects that movies today do so they have to rely on lighting and shadows and all, all that stuff in order to create the suspense and the way they did alien you you can see like right throughout the film you can't actually see the alien very clearly right you can only see see it in the corners yeah. you, you there's a lot of uh, like there's a lot of uh, dark you know like they they use lighting a lot to hide 
uh, uh, the, the hide the uh, hide the fact that. Uh, yeah, imperfections basically. So e- even like remember uh, right at the end when she's, I mean, spoiler alert, but fuck you. <laughs> if you haven't seen it forty years uh, after that, then <laughs> I can't help you. You know, <laughs> like get some help. So um, yeah. So uh, you can see like in the end, like when when it sticks out his tongue or whatever, you can see it's clearly very electronic. It's not a, it's not a very, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know what to believe. When you see it, you see, oh God, you don't know what the fuck you see. It's almost like a figment of an imagination. Sometimes you kind of think because it, it just looks like, uh, you know, when you open a stapler or whatever and you see that metallic shit sticking, yeah. <laughs> sticking out of the stuff, that, 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 that's just how it, it just looks like by today's standard. But it, it by no means takes away from the suspense of the film because by that time you're so involved in the film that it just doesn't matter those little minuscule shit that makes the creature look mechanical and but uh, yeah so um, yeah so in in that way I, I do think that the film uh, employs uh, whatever they had at the time so brilliantly that even when you watch it today it takes nothing away from it you know I think Alien it's one of those films that will never be, you know, uh, I don't think 100 years from now, if you're going to watch it, people are going to say, oh, that looks so lame or whatever like that. I, I don't think it will ever have that effect. I, I believe that it will always be timeless in terms of how it uh, portrays the message to the people. Yeah. Plus, has got one of the greatest yeah. directors of all time. Yeah, I know, Ridley man. Scott. Ridley Scott then followed by fucking... Uh, uh, Cameron, uh, uh, da- uh, was it David Cameron, right? Uh, uh, James. No, yeah, James da- Cameron and David Fincher. <laughs> David Fincher. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's right. Uh, James Cameron and then David Fincher. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So, speaking of movies, there was another movie that uh, you've never seen that I've been meaning to make you watch, which we end- did end up watching. You want to talk about it? Uh, which one is that? Come on, dude. We watched a bunch of movies, man. Uh, but 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 what's the movie that we watched last week? Damn, I've already forgotten. <laughs> I'm that sleepy. Ah, uh, that, that's all right. So we watched. <laughs> we, we we did mention this in the last podcast that we were going to watch this, and that was Big Lebowski. What did you think of that? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's just it's it's just like you know, <laughs> I actually watched two movies back to back yesterday, so I'm just like. In a little bit of a days, uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, uh, the one thing, uh, the one thing that was really surprising to me was that I've always seen the covers of the dude, right? And you hear the memes and you see the images of the dude yeah, for yeah, twenty yeah. freaking years, right? But in reality, in the movie, he, it's just like some self-applied label, man. <laughs> the guy's getting smacked left and yeah, right everywhere yeah, he goes, right? He's, a, he, he's not he, even he's tough. He's a pacifist. <laughs> he's a pacifist. Yeah. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, if you didn't know that, if you didn't watch the movie. And then you just happen to just see the pic, you know, just see the, just see the pop culture around the movie, and then this guy gets to be larger than life, and you think he's like some, you know, crazy super guy, like you know, bigger than life, and then <laughs> he's just getting uh, smacked everywhere. It's so, just, so it's just I, really I, funny I, for so me. You got to uh, sort of appreciate the circumstances. This guy gets himself into. So he's just some lazy man, a deadbeat. Yeah. So they have a lot of deadbeat. Uh, type of uh, movies that came out during the 90s yeah. or, or even the, in fact the 
whole um, you know like the movies and TV shows. So so you got Seinfeld where everyone was like kind of a deadbeat, you know. So and then you had TV shows like uh, animated shows like Rocco's Modern Life, etc. And then you had uh, the Big Lebowski. So so most of these people were kind of. But but in this guy's case, so he get con- he gets confronted by rich people and goons, right? So he is a pacifist pacifist who kind of navigates through all that shit uh, in a way that he, he he ends up all right in the end you know like uh, so because he the guys kind of got no ego and and in many ways this is um i think uh, I, there there are so many sort of philosophers out there who have tried to uh, attribute uh, you know like uh, lots of ancient uh, type of philosophies to, from buddhism to even uh, I think there's a Chinese philosophy. I'm not sure. I think it's um, I I think it is guy's name is Lao Tzu or whatever like that uh, who who gives this uh, go towards the East type of narrative. So the whole idea is just to take it easy, yeah, and uh, and not get too involved with. Um, so in Big Lebowski, you can see that this guy, of course, he's. A, He's a deadbeat. He's a lazy guy, and he gets into all these confrontations. And you see all these characters around him, like his friend Walter, who's like on the extreme end of the spectrum in terms of um, having principles and uh, you know beliefs. And he's extremely opinionated and extremely sort of you know he, he's kind of a almost a trumper by today's standards when you look at him. <laughs> you know, which which is funny because if, if if you look at most Trump supporters, yeah. they they be exactly like this guy in terms of you know, he, he believes in all the he believes in all the wars and the Vietnam and the you know, all the brotherhood and the manhood <laughs> yeah. and all that shit. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum there are all these characters like the nihilist who believes in nothing. And uh, and in between, you have all these sort of pornography magnates and all these flawed characters, and 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 it's the whole film is sort of an experiment with people with different types of uh, ideologies and worldviews, uh, as opposed to this guy who just uh, you know just wants to chill. <laughs> he he wants to just uh, enjoy the simple things in life, and and uh, I think that that's what the whole movie is about. And it can be inspiring if you actually read into all that stuff. If if you read into um, how tense every character is, you know, like uh, you look at the uh, Julianne Moore's character, who's like this unbearable shitlib, who, uh, <laughs> you know, and and, yeah. and then and in the eyes of the dude, all these people seem to be uh, always fucking stressing out over very minuscule, and they make such big deals out of just you know very trivial situations and 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 that that's just how i see it as well sometimes when i see people coming and they're all serious and they're trying to lecture me about stuff you know i feel like kind of shrugging it off and laughing off but i can't but uh, because the reason why i feel that way is because all these people are so tense and they're they're just just they're, they're, they're taking blowing something out of proportion when they could be fucking taking it easy in life, you know, and, and that I think in in that yeah. way that that's what the movies tries to portray. Portray, and in fact, there's a whole uh, religion, in fact, uh, um, inspired by this movie. I believe it's called Dudesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they advertise themselves as the world's slowest growing religion. In fact, so so you know they they're already trying to not yeah. uh, you know like. Uh, 
give put uh, too much pressure on themselves to advertise as the world's fastest growing religion or whatever like that so so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah so, yeah, so, so they yeah. already like they have a very specific type of attitude i think uh, even gandhi had this type of attitude very pacifist type of attitude you know like even when uh, sometimes which got him in trouble even with nazis like he had this very uh, pacifist type of attitude you know like uh, Uh, so yeah so uh, i i'm i'm glad that you liked it though you know what i mean because uh, i it's one of those films that uh, it's very offbeat and uh, the, uh, like my wife yeah. for example she, when i first when she first saw it, she absolutely hated it but because i've been watching it so many times over the years she's like you know how much i fucking hate you because i hate this fucking movie but you kind of made it grow on me because you've seen it so many times when i didn't yeah. want to sort type of situation so yeah i, I mean yeah I, I, the same way i think the big lebox there yeah, you can see that uh, if you look at the box office like when it came in 1998 and it was a huge flop but it kind of went on to become a massive cult uh, film without most people even realizing in fact the makers of the movie didn't realize that it was a cult film mm, many decade, decades later uh, until they realized that in places like comic con exactly and all these uh, sort of fest- festivals people were yeah, sort yeah, of exactly. uh, keeping the legacy alive and they were like okay may- maybe there was something to this yeah and uh, but the thing is it was a big budget movie that flopped and i don't think there will ever be another movie like that because yeah because yeah because if if you look at the kind of risk they took with this film they they've taken a lot of risk i mean if you look at the cast and it's a big cast and it was a a lot of high production values then i I, i'm sure that uh, capitalism will not allow uh, that type of experiment to happen very often yeah it's funny because i keep saying capital uh, capitalism is invention and creates good things but when Mm. it does it doesn't Mm. repeat them apparently it does Yeah, yeah exactly. So I I can I can't see a film like Big Lebowski ever actually um, uh becoming a phenomenon again because uh, nobody's going to want to you know like uh, sacrifice 50 million dollars hoping that it might pay off uh, in terms of ancillary like 20 years later they just want the money now you know instantly within within 6 months or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> All right, cool man. So, uh looks like we're going to be Yeah, just today, like in Big Lebowski. It looks like I was rambling there for a minute. You know like at the end of Big Lebowski that uh, the cowboy character says, yeah. "Oh, here look <laughs> at me. I'm rambling again and I was rambling for a long time." Well, you're going to be rambling in your uh, sleep. Oh, I right? don't know, man. I think I'm very, well, uh, I, I kind of uh, see uh, I was I, I was very uh, sleepy because uh, after watching Aliens, I wanted to go to sleep but then now uh, you know like i'm um, i'm all awake and shit like that so um, who knows man i i mean i'll i'll try and go to sleep but uh, <laughs> i think i'll be awake for a few hours um you know i i don't i don't want to screw up my day clock but uh but yeah and uh so why don't you tell our listeners who are new where they can find us. Yeah, so uh, you you can find me on uh, True Free Thinkers, uh Thinkers True Free uh on um on Twitter or you know like you can find me on Beyond Narratives uh, on Facebook. I think we have a our Facebook uh, we actually have a Facebook uh, page called uh, 
if facebook.com got beyond narrative sometimes i often uh, if if you look at our footnotes i can see i often link a lot of uh, our material like our resources and shit from that so yeah you can find us there yeah all right and you can find me alan fx a l i n e f x underscore on twitter and uh yep we'll catch you guys next week and hopefully we'll be back a little bit more pumped up than our depleted selves today uh but it's just been one of those days but hey we're still at it man we've done three in a row without yeah. dropping a beat so exactly. you know <laughs> stranger things can happen but uh till then folks we'll catch you guys peace later out. peace out